0: Israel, and the world, and the world, and the world, and the world, and the world. Shalom Chavarim, friends, and todarabah. Thank you very much. For those that may be joining me for the first time, Todarabah is Hebrew for thank you very much. I want to just share with you today that the broadcast that you're gonna be watching today called Keys to Answered Prayer is one of the more important episodes that we've done. Prayer is connected with God. And to be able to connect with God in power and according to His will will bring transformation to your life. I really pray and hope that you're going to be blessed by these episodes. The series is called Keys to Answer Prayer. And then the previous series on the subject was called Authentic Prayer. I hope you'll get your hands on all this material. Yeah. Amen. You know, I've been reading your book and... And I, I told you, I think it's one of Rabbi's best books that's been written and it, it, that's exactly what the book does. For me, it, it helps me to enter in to the relationship with the Lord. It, it walks me in to the Spirit. I think the book's just filled with the Spirit of God. And, and it, it, so when I'm reading it, the Spirit of God just comes alive, and it's all about the work on the inside of us. So I love this book, and I I pray that each of the viewers are able to get a, a copy of this book. Amen, it's called Key to Answer Prayer. I pray, beloved ones, that you are blessed and strengthened and nourished by today's teaching. Baruch Hashem, beloved ones. That's Hebrew for bless the name of the Lord. Baruch bless Hashem, the name of the Lord. I just finished writing a book called The Key to Answered Prayer and the primary point that I make in this book is this, that when our prayers are in alignment with God's will for us, He absolutely, most certainly, and specifically will answer those prayers. And so when I pray for people and when I pray for myself, I wanna always measure my words and what I'm asking for with the written Word of God. Because the written Word of God reveals to us what the Father's will is for our lives. And so a great way to train yourself to know how to pray is to study the prayers in the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament that were prayed by God's patriarchs, His prophets, the apostles of the New Testament, and when you study those prayers, you then have a model for what is important to God. And when you apply those same principles that you see modeled in the lives of the prophets and the patriarchs and the apostles, and when you take those prayers then and apply them to your own life, you can be assured that you're moving down the right river, down the path to holiness. And as you're praying in alignment with God's heart, beloved one, his power Is going to be released into and upon your life. Now, I just used that word power. And on the last broadcast in this series, I talked about the Apostle Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3. And now we prayed that God would release his glory into our lives by strengthening us with power in our inner man. Power is an important word for the New Testament believer. The Bible says that Jesus prophesied that his disciples would wait in Jerusalem and that as they waited in Jerusalem, they'd be baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh with power. Power is very important because power is what enables us to apprehend the Lord. Power is what enables us to take a grip of God. To bring God from being a concept of someone that's out there in the sky somewhere to become someone that is real and living inside us. So what I want to do is I want to return to where I left off last time in this series to the book of Ephesians chapter three. I'm just going to read through the scripture of what I covered, and then we're going to press on to some new material. Now, as I read, I want you to listen for that word power because it's so important. Hear the word of God. Paul said, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. And remember, Jesus said that he came to bring us into a relationship with the Father. So notice Paul's prayer here. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. Notice it wasn't Jesus who Paul was praying to here, but Paul was praying to the Father. In fact, every one of Paul's letters begins the same way. "'Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ.'" Jesus himself said, "'No man cometh to the Father but through me.'" But unfortunately, many New Testament Christians, they never pray to the Father. They only pray to Jesus. And we can and should pray to Jesus at, so- at times. But the primary model of prayer that we see in the B'riq Hadashah in the New Testament is that our prayers should be directed to the Father. Even Yeshua taught us to pray when he said, when you pray, pray in this way, our Father that art in heaven. So I want to challenge you right now that if you find yourself only praying to Jesus, if you find yourself only singing songs to Jesus, and you've left out the Father, you've kind of missed it. Because Jesus never claimed to be the destination. Yeshua rather claimed to be the way to the destination. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father, but through me. And so we're wanting to get our heart in alignment with God. And one of the things that we do is we posture ourselves in prayer so that we're speaking most often to the Father. So Paul begins his prayer this way, and he says in Ephesians 3, 14, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. And I talked about that in the previous episode. What does it mean to bow our knees? And then Paul continues, he said in verse 16, that he would grant you, that the Father would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, his manifest presence, To be strengthened with, here we go, P-O-W-E-R, power through his ruach, through his spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts. So get this equation here in the spirit. The Father strengthens us with power by his spirit so that Christ may dwell in our hearts. You get that? The Father releases his glory into our life, which translates to his power into our soul by his spirit so that Christ would dwell in our heart. Now, I know that for many of you that I'm talking to right now, your relationship with Jesus is real, but it is most accurately described as you're praying to a Jesus that's out there somewhere. You're praying to a Jesus that's up in heaven. When you pray, you're praying to someone that is outside yourself. But notice that Paul's prayer here is that we we would come to the realization of Christ, listen now, as someone that's not first out there somewhere, although he is at the Father's right hand, but that we would come to the revelation that Christ is in our inner man. So that when we're strengthened by the Spirit with the Father's power, we enter into an experiential reality that we apprehend, beloved, that Jesus is inside us. If we don't know Yeshua inside us, we'll never know him. Until we come to a fellowship of experiencing Jesus in us and us in him will never feel connected. We can never feel intimately connected to God. We can never feel intimately connected to the Father. And we can never feel intimately connected to Jesus until we're strengthened on the inside by God's power through his spirit to apprehend his reality inside us he's not over here and he's not over there he's inside us so once again listen for this reason i bow my knees before the father that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man And then when we're strengthened by his spirit in the inner man, what happens? We apprehend a deep communion of fellowship with an indwelling God. One of the reasons it's fascinating and edifying to do a study on the Hebrew names and titles of God is because when the Lord reveals to us His names and titles, it tells us who He is. There's an impartation that comes when we know God through His names. The name of God that I'm going to be focusing on today comes from the book of Shemot, or Exodus, chapter 31, verse 13. The Lord says there, I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Yahweh Merkadesh, the Lord who sanctifies you. Merkadesh, sanctifies, or makes holy. And what I love about this is the fact that I don't have to sanctify myself, and you don't have to sanctify yourself. It's the Lord that sanctifies us. Now, we have to be in cooperation with the Lord. We have to be uh, working with Him. The Bible says that uh, the Spirit of the Lord is within us, and we cooperate with the Spirit of God. We work out our own salvation in fear and trembling. But it's the Lord that's sanctifying us. What does Yahweh Mekadesh mean when we break it down further? It means that the Lord is making us holy and separating us unto Himself. You are a chosen vessel. And as you continue to invite Him into your life and say yes to Him, He is going to set you apart for Himself and make you holy.
1: We've been called to be salt and light to the world, but Rabbi cannot share the truths from God's Word without help from you. Would you pray and consider donating or becoming a monthly partner with Rabbi as he ministers principles from God's Word through television, the internet, and on-the-ground outreaches, equipping the body of Christ, building the church, and evangelizing the world? Call 800-777-7835 or visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. Join those who have said yes to the calling Help Rabbi build God's kingdom through the global outreaches of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Call today or visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com.
0: So he continues in the 17th verse, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. Now, when we think of that word faith, a lot of times we think of some type of, you know, just outward projection, faith, you know, faith that moves mountains. We're thinking of an outward projection of faith, that people are healed by their faith. And that is true, but faith is also simply something that revelation produces. What produces faith? Revelation power. And so when we're strengthened by God's spirit, we apprehend by revelation, which produces the faith, and faith is a substance, it's real. It's not just a concept, it's real, that we know that God is living on the inside of us. And so as we continue on, once again, Paul says, the result of this strengthening is that Christ will dwell in your heart through faith. It's not just like a concept. A lot of times people think of faith as a concept. I'm not talking here about faith as a concept. I'm not talking about faith as something that's other than. I'm talking about faith as an apprehension. This is why Jesus said when you believe that you've received what you've asked for in prayer, you'll have it. It's not a projection of something on the outside. It's a knowing inside that you have it already. So we apprehend that Jesus is in us. And there's a fellowship that develops as a result of this, an intimacy, a deliverance from loneliness, a deep security that is rooted in our inner man. Let me say it again, when we apprehend by faith that God is inside us and that we're in him, as the scripture said that we don't have to go to heaven to apprehend God and we don't have to go to the bottom of the sea to apprehend God, but he's in us. He's inside us, so when we realize this, there's a communion, there's a divine synergy that takes place that we begin to walk in this love relationship that produces a deep security in our soul that allows us to enter into the reality of Jesus, who said he was meek and lowly of heart. How was Jesus Meek and lowly of heart. He was so secure that he didn't have to broadcast himself anymore. He was, so, he was so secure in the Father's love that it produced a meekness and a lowliness of heart. Secure in Papa's love. This is the focal point of prayer. The focal point of prayer. We're talking about keys to answer prayer. The focal point of our prayer should be to apprehend God, to know him for ourselves. Jesus said that the gift of receiving him is eternal life. And when we think about eternal life, many people think that that just means that we go to heaven when we die. But eternal life is more, beloved ones, than going to heaven when we die. Eternal life is also now. Eternity is now. Eternity is beyond time. Jesus Himself is the eternal one. And Jesus described eternal in this way in John 17. He said, "This is eternal life, that you would know God, that you would know the Father, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent." So to the degree that we know the Father and that we know Jesus, that we've entered into this place of deep intimacy, this place of deep connection, this place where we become secure in the Father's love, to the degree that we've entered into this reality, it's to that degree, O beloved children of God, that we're experiencing eternal life. And so let's continue on with Paul's prayer here. So that apprehending the Father within us and our inner man would result in us being grounded in love. Not just just being loving people to other people, but we're rooted in God's love. A lot of times people think, well, the fruit of the Spirit is love. So they think they've got to go around, you know, being do-gooders. And we should be do-gooders, but that's not where it starts. It starts with being rooted in knowing God's love for you. That's what Paul's talking about here that you'd be rooted and grounded in the love of God, knowing his love for you. And then Paul continues in the 18th verse, that you'd be able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the breadth and length and height and depth? I mean, what is he saying here? He's talking about the Father's love is more enormous, more infinite than the sky. It's bigger than the bluest ocean the height the depth the breadth, the width it surpasses understanding it's so so we there's no word to describe the depth and the power it's so big Mm -hmm. it's so wide i mean my words are so empty in trying to describe it paul is doing his best to describe the enormous ocean of the love of God that we would know it, that we'd be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ because the Father's love is all imparted to us through Christ, through Yeshua, through the Anointed One, that we would know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. I want you to think about this. When you think about Paul praying that we would know the love of Christ, I want you to think about this. All the Father's love is directed to his Son. The Scripture says that the Son is in the Father and always has been in the Father. Some translations read that the Son is in the bosom of the Father. The Father is love. And love, by its very nature, needs to be focused on someone. So from all eternity, God the Father loved His Son that's always been inside Him. And all the Father's love, beloved ones, is focused on His Son. All the strength of the Father's love is focused on Jesus. Now hear this, you have been grafted into Jesus. So the same love now that the Father loves his only begotten Son, Jesus, the same love that is focused on Jesus from the Father is now focused just as passionately on you and I because we are now in Christ. We are in Christ. And this is what Paul is praying for that you and I would comprehend. So listen again, that we be able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you would be filled up, that you would be filled up with the fullness of God. And as I shared earlier on the previous episode, everyone is searching to be filled up with something. Human, human nature is that it needs to be filled. God created us to be filled with himself. Unfortunately, in our deception, we seek to fill the empty void within us with everything that can fill it. That's why the Lord said in the book of Jeremiah, why do you seek to draw water from cisterns that hold no water? Why are you trying to drink from something that will not satisfy you? What the Lord is promising here is that as we come to the revelation As we come to the comprehension of his love for us, we're gonna be filled up with the fullness of God. You know, the things in life that are really important, the things in life that really matter are things that cannot be seen. In other words, when it's time to leave this world, are we really gonna care about our car? Are we really gonna care about our house? Is the job that we used to have gonna really matter? No, the things that really matter are those invisible things, the relationships that we've built, the relationships that we've formed. When people get on their deathbed, they don't regret that they didn't have a different car. What they regret is that they didn't spend more time with their loved ones, that they didn't reach out more to people, that they didn't help people more, It just shows us that the thing that really satisfies the human soul is not based in the material world, it's based in love, it's based in relationship. And this is what the Father is calling us to, to enter into this comprehension of his love for us so that we can be filled up with the fullness of God. And then Paul ends his prayer there in Ephesians by saying that the one that raised Jesus from the dead is able to do exceedingly more than we ask or think. Whatever it is that you're believing God for, whatever it is that you'd like to see the Father do for you, let me tell you, he's got better plans for us than we have. Eye is not seen, and ear is not heard, and it's never even entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. So the Father says, call upon me and I will show you great, and wonderful things that you know not of. I hope that this series has motivated you to recognize Father has more for you. Seek and you shall find. Beloved, if you've been watching Discovering the Jewish Jesus for a while, I hope you've noticed that when it comes to raising finances for the ministry so that we can continue to proclaim God's word around the world, I really strive to not manipulate and to be clean. So the truth is today that it cost us a lot of money to be able to broadcast on television and all the other media outlets that we're releasing God's Word through, as well as the traveling that we do around the world. And I can't do it, beloved ones, without your continued help and financial support. This is the way God ordained it to be. John said in one of his letters that men that are preaching the truth are worthy of the support, the financial support of the church. So I wanna thank you for sending me out, and I also wanna encourage you, beloved, to know that when you support the gospel with your finances, there is a reward that will come back to you because everything that we sow into the kingdom comes back pressed down good measure and running over into our lap. Thank you for your love and your financial support.
1: Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter, Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the beginning, man's relationship with God was unhindered. But
0: today, despite all of our knowledge and our understanding, we live in a planet full of hunger, sorrow, and disease. And it seems our prayers often go unanswered. In The Key to Answered Prayer, Rabbi Kurt Schneider uncovers the theme of key prayers in the Old and New Testaments, teaching you how to pray with confidence. Rediscover how to connect with God and have your prayers answered. Get your copy today. Call
1: 800-777-7835 or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com.
0: In the book of Numbers chapter six, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. (laughs) Yavah Recheche Yahweh V'yishmarecha Yael Yahweh P'navelecha V'hunecha Say, they are Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up by His countenance, and the Lord give you, beloved one, His peace. God bless you, and shalom.
1: Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets, and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. This episode concludes the series, Keys to Answered Prayer. If you've enjoyed this series and would like to purchase a copy, visit our website or call the number on your screen.